Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Robert Earnshaw, striker and the greatest somersaulter this side of Beth Tweddle. 481 career appearances for Cardiff, West Brom, Norwich, Forest. Basically any team hoping to get out of the championship, plus Maccabi Tel Aviv. Cardiff's third top scorer of all time, Wales's eighth top goal scorer of all time, the only player who has scored a hat-trick in all of the top four English divisions, the League Cup, the FA Cup, and for their country, you're welcome pub quiz fans, and of course, author, but let's see what the book club thought of his book, Ernie, My Life at Cardiff City, in today's episode of football book club it's like jazz it's about the words he's not saying there was a bit of it that really reminded me of you know the destiny's child song survivor (laughs) i guess maybe feet are bad shoes in a way that is a quote for the ages feet (laughs) are bad shoes i'm sick of these pranks honestly i'm so sick of them they're not funny they're just mean <laughs> Jack's excited. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. We're reading Robbie. He was he was called Robbie, right? People called him Robbie Earn short times, right? I think so. I, I everything's was... very formal in this book. Yeah, That's Robert what, yeah. Earnshaw. Robert? I remember Robert him Earnshaw. as Robbie Earnshaw. Yeah, yeah Robbie Earnshaw. Uh, but also Robert, maybe you went through a little of a bit of a rebrand. Remember Joey Barton just tried to start being called Joseph, Joseph. Barton for a while yeah. to be taken more seriously, <laughs> and then killer. <laughs> <laughs> Killer Barton. Um, yeah, I, I, I was saying before, I think every Welsh player at some point was contractually obliged to be called Robbie instead of Robert. <laughs> Making them yeah. more like, cool and fun. Yeah. Yeah, there were a lot. Yeah, but there was also Robert Page. He was a Robert. He's not a Robbie. That's true. Robbie Page. He would punch your lights off if you call him Robbie Page. <laughs> yeah, we're not calling <laughs> call him that don't call him that he listens anyway hello and welcome to football book club the only book club where instead of literary classics each episode we read another footballer's autobiography less charlotte's web more howard's web <laughs> <laughs> you know what it wasn't oh. worth the build-up <laughs> that isn't the fault of the person because it was a perfectly serviceable joke <laughs> I think it's very good. I think it's the best one we've had so I far. Like perhaps. That Don't they? I, I think it's very it's, good. It, I think it's, it, it wins, it's creative. It, it wins for the mental image of uh, Howard Webb at the centre of a big web. <laughs> yeah, it does. That is a funny and, image. And also, then does 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 um does, does, does Charlotte die at the end of Charlotte's Web? Spoilers. Uh, Spoiler alert. Jack. You know I don't read real books. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Come sorry. On. Yeah, she gets a five million pound move to West Brom at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Happy ending. Happy ending. To be fair, she'd be a good goalkeeper with Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. There we go. That's, all, that's well, no, almost what, exactly what? the same joke as that Dracula one that we always make on the show. So. Uh, actually, Tash should want things to go into her net. 
<laughs> so very good point. All right, thanks to Matthew, <laughs> thanks to Matthew J. Swindle for that thinker. Um, I'm James Bud, and over the weeks he'll be reading classics such as Kevin Kilban's Killer and Francis Benali, the autobiography. Are we but ever going to read Kevin Kilban's Killer? I don't, I don't think we will. I don't think we'll, we ever read any of those things. But today we're reading a football book club first. Football book club first. A football autobiography novella. I would describe it as <laughs> Robert Earnshaw's 2012 book Ernie My Life at Cardiff City and joining me to read it as always are Jack Bernhardt Hi James Balgen Hello and Natasha Frisco Hello Hi. What are we all doing? Good. Pretty good I don't good. think any book is referred to as a novella apart from this one and Ernest Hemingway uh, <laughs> the, what, the, the Old Man in the Sea Yeah yeah and there was always one we used to read called, uh, oh, is that a short? I don't know. Um, a Diamond as Big as the Ritz by um, uh, Fitzgerald. Robert oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by Robert Earnshaw. I one. wanted a diamond as big as the Ritz, so I got one. <laughs> <laughs> that, is a, that is a good, you know what? People who haven't listened to this episode yet, that's a good yeah. reference. You're going to go back if, and you're going to enjoy if that this joke. this is your second later. time round on the podcast, you'll be like, good reference. Good, I get it. <laughs> good reference. Very, very good reference. Um... We mentioned the size of the book. Mm-hmm. Let's not beat around the bush. It's a it's a tiny little boy. It's a t- teeny. <laughs> it's a teeny it's tiny, tiny little, book. little boy. This is exactly how long a football book should I, be. Yeah, like, it's perfect. Nice bit about his childhood. Into how he got into football, which is actually interesting for once as well. Mm. Wham bam. Thank mm. you, ma'am. I know about his life. I think he's a nice guy. I felt it felt a little bit like a school project. Like I yeah. can imagine there being drawings at some point of him, you know, in crayon. This is what I did in my six weeks yeah. holidays, but I loved it. Uh, and Tash, that's you done for the episode now. Yeah, you've done, got your thank you. That's perfect. Yeah, <laughs> you did. You did an earnshot. You did an earnshot. Why make a podcast an hour when it can be two minutes? It can be two minutes. But no, it is. It's it's one hundred and three pages in about size eighteen. Yeah. 30, <laughs> 30 fonts. I, I swear really the know. font gets bigger as it goes on. <laughs> it, does. It, it really does. The last page is just three letters. Yeah, it's 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 all about, as you probably guessed the title, My Life at uh, Cardiff City. It's all about his return to Cardiff, and it's pretty much all about them, except, and I generally mean this, about two pages around the rest of his career. Yeah. And I honestly think it is two pages. So that helps make it shorter, I guess. How long does it take to read it? Out of interest, guys. I'm a slow reader, but I reckon an hour max. I really thought, I think it's like three days. Yeah. <laughs> three days. <laughs> I haven't, haven't finished it yet, but I is get that, the gist. Yeah, yeah. Is that long? I don't know, like maybe an a hour, bit less I, than an hour. I, I did think, it in an episode of Parks and Rec, what's that? Whoa, that's twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. Oh, that's that's I'm I'm not sure if this is a very good way of watching reading a book. I'm not sure you're taking everything <laughs> that you watch. Well, it's also yeah. that, well, I that, read it twice because it was so short yeah. and I quite enjoyed you it. Read it twice I in read one it episode of Parks and Rec. And this this isn't even a joke. Is this the reason why, Tash, when you sent me a message about your thoughts on the book, you Yes most of them included <laughs> Leslie Nope as a reference point. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Because wow. I was watching Parks and Rec and the similarities between him and Leslie Nope are so close. That's actually very interesting. We should do more of this. Does that mean that every single other time, every, every other book that you've read, you've been watching Gone Girl? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can only consume what I'm reviewing at that minute okay that makes that makes total and explains a lot it explains a <laughs> lot but um well thank you robert earnshaw for writing this tiny book and now let's let's do our best to drag it out into an episode let's see if we can make an episode longer <laughs> than the reading experience let's read robert earnshaw's ernie 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 hemingway oh yeah cool. <laughs> nice 
So, over the show, we're going to go into more depth about the book. We'll have a dramatic reading, a quiz at the end, and the return of an old favourite. I think it's a favourite. A listener has got in touch with another one of their moments in time. We haven't done one of them in a while, have we? Ah. Oh. Excited for that? Oh, yeah. I'm intrigued. Yeah, same. Well, I've heard it, so I'm not intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> um, but first, let's see what Amazon is saying. The book has 3.9 stars from 14 reviews. It's actually quite... I'm surprised it's had this many reviews. because It seems a very obscure book, even for us. Yeah, it, I'm, I'm genuinely baffled that this has more reviews than Marcus Han- Hanneman's uh, My Day Premier at League the Beach. Diary. Yeah, whatever it was called. <laughs> My Day at the Beach. <laughs> Again, that's his novella. That's his novella. Um, it's, 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 and it's split opinion, by the way. It's split opinion on Amazon. Some love in the short format, some hating it. Some cannot stand it. Vic says in a three-star review, Ernie's career is not finished, so I'd expect some more chapters in future revisions. I would prefer to pay more for a hardback. That's not really Ernie's why, fault that you want to pay more for a hardback. You, you buy, can't blame him why, for that. why would you want a hardback for this book? I, I it would literally be... a hardback on this, it'd be like a ladybird book, wouldn't <laughs> it? <laughs> Genuinely would. Like, it's true. The thickness it's true. of the book is about the, the size of a hardback like yep. cover. <laughs> I agree. Like, is it as a weapon? I can't understand it. (laughs) Um, And then uh, Delilah, uh, she loved it in her five-star review entitled Amazing. Why, why, why? Wow. Tash is on on fire. All the references. She's on it. She's making Tom Jones. She's got Parts of Recreation on the background. (laughs) She's recording. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I had my first McDonald's in ages today. I'm really buzzing. Wow. <laughs> the Diet Coke, it's got me. Um, but then uh, Tom Jones song person loved it in her five-star review entitled Amazing. It's funny, emotional, and a boss man ting book. It's amazing. Yeah, read it. It's boss. Yeah, boss man ting, boss man ting. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how many times did she say boss man ting? Uh, one, two, three. three. But wow. she said boss as well, and she said boss. If, so if, if it had only been twice, I wouldn't have believed her. But the three-time <laughs> boss man ting. It, well, it, was it boss man ting to you guys? Did you like it? Are you a Vic? Are you a Delilah? Are you somewhere uh, in the middle? I want to know why you didn't use that as one of your quiz questions. How many times did she say boss man ting? <laughs> hey, who knows? It might come up later if you keep ruining my questions. Like I'm a bit do. concerned as to when this review was posted because the night that I read this book, I did actually go out and get really drunk. I didn't leave it when I came back, did I? Uh, you went to a Tom oh, Jones uh, <laughs> a tribute night. Yeah, yeah. Delilah. <laughs> But like, Tom Jones was doing like yeah, quite modern like kind of <laughs> stuff. Yeah, he was covering. Yeah, it was a uh, real mixture, real mixture of this. Um, what do you think? What do you think, guys? I mean, Vic or Delilah? I have to say, I like the fact that even from the get go, you can tell what kind of book this is going to be because not only is it really, really thin, but also on the front, there's a big sticker that you can't get rid of that says "Quick Reads" and also the price, which is literally the size of Robbie Earnshaw's face. It is is like, you look at this and you go, the best thing about this book is it's really, really, really short. You'll get through it in a second. And I... But the worst thing, one ninety nine, it says on there, I paid three quid for each. Jesus Christ. I got mugged. I paid over the RRP. That's how rare they go. The ticket touts of Robbie Earnshaw. They're finally (laughs) raking it in. There are a lot of people who were like, just just get out of the Robbie Earnshaw resale business. Yeah. You'll never make make a profit. Cash in. Cash in now. Cash in. Imagine if it had been a hardback. It had been raking it in. (laughs) That's true. That's very true. But you, uh, James, you enjoy it? Oh, perfect. Yeah. It's exactly what a football book should be. Just spot on. Everything I want in a football book. Brilliant. Wow. Just short, okay. concise, is, is this, easy is to that, read. 
Is that is that what this is boiling down to, James? Because it took you so little time to read. That's why you love it. Just three days. That's, <laughs> that's a big part of it. Yeah. Okay. That's a, it, it is almost very, all of the you, reason. You know that bit in Muppets Christmas Carol when it's like he does the speech and it's really really quick, and Statler and Waldorf are like, uh, "What was that? It was terrible. It was awful. It was short. I loved it." <laughs> that's how I feel about this book. <laughs> that's perfect. That's why well, I, I liked it too. It's basically a pamphlet, isn't it? I, like, I only had one bugbear with it, oh. and it was the number of exclamation marks. Yeah, it's a mm. lot of exclamation marks. Mm. That is something you yeah. don't like. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. I didn't it, like that. I also didn't like the chapter titles. Just rubbish. Yeah, I <laughs> agree. Actually, rubbish. Come to think of it, I hated the whole damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are there are quite a lot of weird errors as well. The like, there's a bit. This is this is such a stupid thing to pick up on. There's a bit where he's like, back in this time, we were in Division Two, uh, brackets at the time, League Two, and you're like, no, that's not that's not what. Yeah, that's and not he, he what that it, is. He says a weird thing about his first game being against Brighton, and then says it's against someone else exactly. later as well. Yeah, yeah if your book is so short, you shouldn't have any errors in it. See, I think that's the pitfall of these kind of books. I think if you make a, if he committed to writing a proper big ass book, <laughs> as they refer to in the business, <laughs> people would have, he would have like had people checking over it and making sure it's perfect. But because it's so small, he was like, ah, who cares? It's a pamphlet. It's true. Well, you a, just wouldn't remember because it was three hundred pages. Ago. Yeah, exa- exactly. Whereas yeah. in this, it's like I, you true. just flip back. Yeah, don't you're like, yeah. wait yeah. a second. Yeah, there's no room for maneuver. That is uh, how. That is how it's. People sit down at the end of their careers and they say, "What do you want to write? You want to write a novella or a big ass book?" <laughs> <laughs> I wish some of them wrote less big ass books. Um, a, little, a little bitty butt book. <laughs> a tiny butt about, book. <laughs> talking about talking about quick reads. I think we should mention, much like we did when we did the Alan Hansen one, some of the other books in the <gasps> quick read series. Um, One of these include... should definitely have been an Alan Hansen. Uh, <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> so there's Going for Gold, which is a book about Wales' leading athletes. I think they're all Welsh things because it's by a, a Welsh uh, publishing house of some sort. But there's also one called Why Do Golf Balls Have Dimples? Question mark. Very short Wendy book. Sadler. Just a page. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just a Wikipedia <laughs> just article. Just a sentence. That, that is um, the Alan Hansen one, I'm guessing, right? Yeah, that's James? the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, have you ever wondered why golf balls have dimples or why your hair goes frizzy in the rain? Scientist Wendy Sadler has the answers in her book of weird and wonderful facts. It's that kind of thing. It's what, that one kind of them of she thing. says is, uh, like, why does toast always land butter side down? Because it's heavier. I could do this. <laughs> yeah, but why do golf well, balls have dimples? Oh, yeah, Jack. aerodynamics. Yeah, probably has something to do with that. Air holes. Air, air holes. holes. So air that the little holes. man inside of the golf ball can breathe. <laughs> and why you- should you not put an egg in the microwave? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's actually yeah. too soon to laugh about that, guys. Yeah, it's too soon. It's too soon. Too soon to laugh about microwave egg girl and her horrific face. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> um, what were you we saying? Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what is good about this book, though. I'll tell you what is very good about this book. Um, the fact that it kicks off with an Oprah Winfrey quote. That is a mm-hmm. oh, that's a highlight. Yeah, of the book. no forward. Yeah, but there all. is a hole in that. There is a hole. Okay, in that. how so? So are you are you alright if I read the quote? Please. So he opens with a quote in his. Uh, it's like an introduction, isn't it? And he says, um, "It's he page says, one. It's page one." <laughs> <laughs> he says, "I remember Oprah Winfrey once said, I always keep my feet on the ground. It's just now I wear better shoes,' which is a good quote. Mm-hmm. But then, like two pages later, he's like, "I didn't wear shoes when I was a kid." So his quote <laughs> should be. I, uh, I always keep your feet on the ground, but now I have shoes. <laughs> like, it slightly doesn't I mean, work for Robert and Sean. I guess, book. like, I guess maybe feet are bad shoes in a way. 
That like the worst. Yeah, that's just true. That is a quote for the ages. Feet <laughs> are bad shoes. <laughs> <laughs> that is James. That is how I will start my autobiography. <laughs> personally, I feel like feet are the worst shoes. Personally, <laughs> but anyway, that's. What, but and then then you're straight into the action. Um, and uh, you know, within a hundred pages, you've, you've had his whole career effectively. I mean, he he fits a lot in very very quickly. He has a sort of sense. It's it almost feels like time travel. Do you know what I mean? Like mm, the mm. the speed with which he goes through his life. Like it starts off quite not slowly, but it sort of starts off like a like an archetypal football book where it's like I grew mm. up here, and it's actually properly. I would say Robert Angels had one of the most interesting lives of any mm. of the people we've yeah. we've mm-hmm. read. Like he it, a lot he, of guesswork we've got to do in between it. Yeah, but I'm, uh, yeah. But, but equally, I feel like I it's like um it's like jazz. It's about the words he's not saying. <laughs> I feel like I was able to put in <laughs> my own stories. Um, yeah. Yeah, like, cause he, so he was, he grew up in, um, is it Zambia? Zambia? Yeah, he grew up in Zambia. Yeah, uh, I don't think I actually knew that. I, I knew he was that. part Zambian, but I didn't know he actually was there till like ten or something. And, wasn't he? and that, yeah, that he his his dad was from Yorkshire apparently, and then his dad died, and they moved back to the UK, but they moved to Wales. I mean, that's such an interesting life, mm. really. And so many like it, it felt, it feels like you'd want to sort of go like and i had that's why i have so many different identities and that's sort of you know like how does the welsh part of me bash up against the zambian part of me it's such an interesting thing but really uh, robert earnshaw's whole vibe is i lived in zambia for a bit then i moved back to wales it was nice uh started scoring goals it was good uh a player said i wouldn't score that many goals but i did uh and now now i'm back at cardiff city thank you very much goodbye thank you very much yeah that's that's absolutely it you've been a wonderful audience i've been rolling sure yeah it is it is very much like the speed with which things go that there isn't time for like dramatic stories there isn't time for like for over egging the pudding it is just it just goes so so quick there is but Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. also the decisions to spend time at certain points uh like there is a page so there's a two-page period and you have to remember two pages in this book is uh 50 percent of the book <laughs> no sorry well yeah it's what that's two percent of the book genuinely in in yeah, real is, real yeah. chat that is two percent of the book he talks about yeah. how he was upset that he was on the bench against crew in the two that the last game of the 2002 2003 season because he wanted to break a goal record he sort of yep. sits there being like oh god i really really wish I, I could get off the bench that'd be good um for like two pages in huge font and then like a couple of pages later having said you know it was great we went up in a paragraph literally like as a paragraph that he says it was really really good to get promoted happy about that literally about 20 pages later he goes from uh staying up with west brom in the premier league to like to playing at nottingham forest which is a gap of seven years he does that in two pages yeah, i know it's incredible <laughs> it is it's it's like, you, have, have you read the time traveler's wife <laughs> <laughs> and I the way that you sort of veer through time in that and there's a bit where you get to the end of the book and you're like you're you're years in the future and she's sort of like i can't actually remember it that well but there's like a bit where he visits her later on in the, and she's much older than she was and like you feel like you stick travel, to the proper book you travel stick to the through time. this genuinely feels like that you sort of him at nottingham forest you're like you've aged so much and yet just a second ago you were <laughs> you were a boy playing in the streets of zambia it is, it is genuinely it's quite it's quite emotional <laughs> i i know what you mean actually when you see people's lives fly forward i get sad at that in films and stuff you see if you see a biopic of someone's life even if it's not particularly sad oh, i get like i get up. sad yeah oh. well that and also walk hard the dewey cox story which is a parody of walk the line <laughs> 
at the end, I was more sad because you've seen the whole guy's life on screen. Not a real guy, but I'm <laughs> sad watching. Well, it is. It is when they when they rush over stuff that is. I would argue, because I'm not a Cardiff City fan, as exciting as, if not more exciting than the Cardiff City stuff. Um, but you can, uh, um, but at least you can see why I didn't do it. So oh, this sure, book, sure. I think we mentioned it. it's in 2012, and obviously it is just for Cardiff audience reads. So there's a reason why. Oh no! In, I, in the I, periods I, when he leaves and he before he comes back to Cardiff and his great return years later, there's obviously that's I can know see why that, but it. it's it's just it's so brutally quick that you are it like. Really, it, it, it really there was is. a bit of it that really reminded me of you know the Destiny's Child song Survivor. <laughs> Of course. Where it's like, thought I can breathe without you. I'm inhaling. Thought I couldn't see without you. Perfect vision. And he's got like two pages where he's like, you thought I couldn't do this. Did it. Thought you could do that. Did it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was reading it to this song in my head. <laughs> I'm Robert, Robert I'm I'm sure. Sure. quote. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you listen to Destiny's Child watching Parks and Recreation. How is it? I'm multi-talented lady. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you're right. The um, the it is, it is literally two pages, and it is mm-hmm. just like um, uh, went to West Brom, fine. Went to Norwich, <laughs> loved loved it. Went to Derby, didn't like it. Went to Forest, that was okay. And, and, then, and then suddenly, it suddenly he's gone from being like 25 to being 33. It's like his entire <laughs> life has just yeah. zoomed past him. It's, it is. It is. And I also, know very quickly, the West Brom thing, right? Yeah, that when they stay up, that is one of the greatest like moments in Premier League history. That is was where, it the greatest game? That's the greatest that game. There? That's when they was were it? bottom of the Premier League at the start of the day, and then they, due to results Brian, going their way, yeah, they when Brian up. Robson was there, is, yeah, I, they were an incredible run. They were bottom at Christmas, bottom well, at Christmas. the first ever team to stay up at, from. But also, like at the, at the beginning of the day, they were bottom. It's yes, incredible, true. and like yeah, I look, I, I'm not going to argue with a person not spending like pages and pages and pages. Uh, on his football stuff because you know great i'm really happy that we've done this very quickly it's just quite like the speed with which he was able to go that was that that was that that was that i sort of it it feels like the football equivalent of mary kondo in a way you're yeah sort, i know what you mean you're sort of like just just lose the th- stuff that isn't relevant let but it, then let it was it he, he probably could have got rid of i know what you mean he could if he, he could have at least mentioned that as opposed to mentioning um a league cup game against boston united <laughs> on page on page 58 i think the west Brom thing would be more interesting you know overall than oh that. oh actually also there's another bit that he could have got rid of where he spends again two pages two percent of the book uh talking about after he scored against germany the amount of times he turns to his friend and says what have i done and his friend says (laughs) what have you done ernie it is it is genuinely two pages where they just go and we sat on the bed and i said what have i done and my (laughs) friend said so you say my friend this is my favorite part of the book which which you're taking getting to get rid of first of all that made the book dangerously short (laughs) Secondly, oh, no. I'm not secondly, saying get rid of it. I'm just friend, saying, yeah. His friend is James Collins, uh, the big true. ginger centre back. And they're best friends, and it's when Robert Earnshaw scores against Germany, like you say, against Oliver Kahn, uh, on his de- well, maybe as well. It's not his debut, I don't think. Yeah. It's, it's quite, it's quite early on, at least in his career. And it reminds me, it, they just lie on Earnshaw's bed together, staring at. They're so happy with each other, each other, <laughs> staring up at the su- the sky, going. What have you done, Ern? What have you done? <laughs> so Till five in the morning. It's so sweet. It's like um, Wayne's World when they go lie on the car outside and look up at the um, look up at the uh, airport. Or it feels like have you seen Luca? It feels like that in a way. Sort of like two little boys, really like uh, you know, having this really special relationship where they just sort of ask each other questions. There's also a bit where they having stay up till five in the morning, saying, "What have you done, Ern? What have you done?" They go to the <laughs> Asda Cafe where he gets recognised by people, oh, yeah. and then and then they, at the end of the, he gets. He, he does these autographs and then Ginge just says to him 
What have you done, Ern? Again! <laughs> and they start again! If if a, a waiter hadn't tell us been more like, about your Asda food. If if they hadn't been if they hadn't been interrupted by a waiter, I'm sure to this day Ginger would still be saying, <laughs> "What have you done, Ern? What have you done? What have I done? You're right, maybe, Ginger. What have I done? <laughs> maybe this book was a 300 page book, and they just took out all the all the all the time. He wrote it in real time. That yeah. bit about uh, James Collins. Who knows? Maybe anyway. Well, Robert, well done for writing a very quick book. Um, Jack's got a few notes for you. We can get it down to 50 <laughs> by the end of the episode, I'm sure. Moving on, the book. He has a great time at Cardiff City, uh, as, as I'm sure. The, re- the reason he's written this book is because he has a great career at Cardiff City. Uh, and there's, uh, he starts off uh, fairly down, down the leagues, but then uh, he kind of moves his way up. Thanks a lot to a chairman coming in. And Tash, I know that um, you particularly love this chairman. Yeah, so our Ernie, our hero... He's kind of, you know, mooching around. And then, as fate would have it, he seems to be a big believer in fate. Did Mm. you notice that throughout the book? He always references, he thinks things happen for a reason. And unstoppable force meets a movable object when he meets Sam Hammam. He's got my favourite name. That is a very fun name to say. That is a fun name to say. I'm sure that's a Dr. Seuss character. Yeah. Yeah. And they just have, I mean, I think everyone who meets... Sam has a bit of a strange relationship with him, but um, they have a very sweet relationship because Ernie just seems completely baffled by. Yeah, him. so he's the chairman, right? He comes in. <laughs> he comes in at this yeah. point to invest in, uh, yeah. and he moves them up the divisions. He invests in Cardiff City and he moves them up the divisions, and everyone speaks really highly of him. And Robert says at some point, "I know it's the manager and the players who win games, not the owner or the chairman." But he really gave us the tools at the start. Money was spent and he made sure that the resources were there to improve us, not just keep us ticking along. And that's kind of different to how we hear most footballers mm. talk about mm. the guys in suits, isn't it? Barry Fry wouldn't Bonner. be saying that about Karen Brady. No, no. Way. Um, Too busy moving the ball, Sam. <laughs> but I think that the reason that he's got such sweet feelings to him is because he's an absolute nutter he is he is he's, he's <laughs> one of the biggest characters we've had in the book so far for sure he really mm-hmm. is i mean there's not much room for many large characters but he's definitely the sort of cheshire cat of the book but he uh, do you guys know about what he does with the contracts you must have read that bit and really enjoyed it right uh, yes because that for me was an absolute treat this uh, this is why i read the book twice because i wanted to see if i'd missed any um <laughs> But, um, you know, he says everybody in Cardiff and Wimbledon and throughout the game knows a few stories about how different Sam was. And, you know, I'd heard about the, is it the balls or the willies he tries to get everyone to eat? He was like the originator of the Bush Tucker trial let's, back let's, in the day, Let's right? be clear, these are animal balls and willies he's getting into <laughs> it. Yeah, he's not like, yeah. not writing a contract, he had a nosh off. Like sheep, are they sheep ones? Sheep testicles? Sheep, sheep testicles, right? yeah, yeah. I think that's right. He gets spent, yeah. spent a prior to eat a sheep testicle in his contract. Yeah, right? yeah. Contract. And, but and even contract. on his Wikipedia page, yeah, even on his Wikipedia page, Sam Hammam's Wikipedia page, it says... He's well known for this behaviour. Um, He's got like a title heading, but... sheep testicles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Drop down menu. Criticism thereof. Yeah. yeah. I just want to know where he, where there's a restaurant that serves sheep testicles in, in Cardiff. Because he says they go out to a restaurant. He says it. Oh, yeah, he says true. they yeah. go out to a restaurant. Maybe he yeah. had a, uh, he had like a, a steak in this restaurant. I was just like, oh, I'll, I'll write it into, uh, why, I'll write why, it into the contracts. Why is no one eating at my restaurant? Which serves yeah. sheep balls. Why <laughs> sheep no testicles are us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no but the contract stuff was just so sweet because 
For some reason, they seem to be signing contracts all the time when they're there. He says he signed four in one year <laughs> at some point because yes. they keep trying to slide things into it. And he never got, Robert never got caught by it, but he said that every time he had to check with a fine tooth comb to make sure he hadn't slipped a clause in, but having to do a bungee jump in your boxer shorts at half time. He says he got away with it, but Spencer and a few others had to undergo some challenges, but he doesn't tell us what they were. Why is it always Spencer Pryor? I don't know. <laughs> it like has 15 contracts in three years and they're yeah. All, yeah. all equally ridiculous. Didn't get paid he, once. He never says what these tasks were and I would love to find out. If one of mm. them's eating sheep's testicles and the example he gives is bungee jumping in your boxes, they've got to be... Yeah, there's some weird ones. That yeah. is a criticism of the book, I would say. There are quite a lot of times where you're like, just give us one more anecdote there. Just Jack, that would be good fun. You change your tune with this. Everything's no, like, yeah. actually, you know what? Another thing I hate about this book is <laughs> it's really shit. No, I'm just saying, just just like a tight, like he, he says, like, this guy was a real joker and then doesn't say why. And yeah. Like, just, a, just a little bit. I know you have to flash forward and go and age terribly in two pages, uh, Robert, but you could give us a tiny bit of, you know, spice there. <laughs> and I think that's true of Sam <laughs> I, and Mam as well. I, I think I like him because he's not really interested in football and everything that i've read tells me that sam is not interested in football like do you know the reason that he got the shares in wimbledon because he moved to wimbledon because he liked tennis he didn't move for the football he said yeah he's from lebanon right yeah and he always wanted to live near to wimbledon for the tennis and he couldn't buy anything to do with the tennis because it was all already owned so he bought shares in the football club. That's, That's how he got really into funny. football. So <laughs> I think he just plays these pranks to keep himself occupied. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, God, this football's so boring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wonder how many of these guys are going to make eat sheep's testicles. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to Sam Hamam and uh, Wimbledon, though, so a character who's popped up in one of our episodes before returns, uh, who's brought in by Sam Hamam. He's, we mentioned him in the Craig Bellamy episode, right? Uh, yes. That man is Bobby Gould, and I regret to inform you that he's wrestling people again. <laughs> <laughs> it is legitimately yeah. bonkers that we have read two books in the past 12 months where Bobby Gould randomly wrestles people. <laughs> me and Bobby would be wrestling on the floor with the other boys wearing stitches. It's a good job he's injured me. And then it goes from wrestling to um, he races after him when they're doing drinks and starts tickling him all the time right <laughs> is, that, is it tickling i swear i swear it says he was tickling him somewhere i think he loved me a bit he didn't chase anyone else it's getting a bit weird yeah. actually actually from that point but yeah i think he's um he tickles him i'm sure i read about that i i think this book does this to you james where because there's so little in it you start adding in your own yeah. words <laughs> you're like yeah then i tickled him and then we uh, had a little sleepover and a slumber party <laughs> I, a little pillow I, fight. I remember that he tickled him for sure. He definitely tickled him. He's reading between the lines, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I could be. Maybe I'm maybe imagining. T- I can't find it there now, but I'm sure he used to tickle him. He used to tickle oh, yeah, It we was go. weird. It was, was weird. It was weird. Uh, in, in Bellamy, it's definitely like, we got to wrestle. That's how we'll prove ourselves to be men. Yeah. This yeah. one it feels more like, we got to wrestle because it's fun. <laughs> it's fun to wrestle. <laughs> That's gotta, true. You tickle me now. You tickle me now. No. <laughs> All right, we'll move, on. we'll move on from that before we get to the <laughs> well, more actually, James, James, you're not going to like what I'm about to do here, but I'm going to have to ask you to remain in your seat. I've decided <laughs> I've decided that I am taking over the dramatic reading today. <laughs> what? It's <laughs> happening! The coup! So wait, the coup all, that we started. First of all, Jack takes away my presenting responsibilities. <laughs> I have to sit there like a lemon for an episode, and now I have to, I can't do the dramatic reading. Well, I tell you what. You can cue the dramatic music. Oh, don't pity me. <laughs> cue dramatic music. 
This is like when a, uh, a leader is deposed and the military say, go on, say a few words. Go on. You enjoy it, don't you? you give us legitimacy. And they have to go, cue dramatic music. What's the story? What's the name of the story? So the name of the story is Robert Earnshaw has a flat tyre. It is as thrilling as it sounds. So I remember the first day he, Sam, came to Cardiff as the new owner. We were all in training and we were told that he'd come and see us after lunch and introduce himself. Just the usual pleasantries, that's what I'd expected. After a lunch of bull penis. (laughs) (laughs) However, what Sam did to introduce himself was anything but the usual. He paid a kid a fiver. Oh, sorry. He paid a kid a fiver per car. To Whoa. come into the car park and let all our tyres down. <laughs> Not do the tyres. Sorry, five pound per car. That's yeah, what I was going to say. Do you think Sam thought maybe like two or three people were in that day? And the kids <laughs> yeah. saw that there were like well, well, a whole squad's there. He's like, well, brilliant. Here we go. That, here that's the quids in. That's the transfer budget done. <laughs> I, re- I, re- I really hope he uh, created a contract with that kid. <laughs> right. When it comes to collectors' winnings, well, if you read the uh, small print, you have to eat a soup stick. That's <laughs> part of the contract. There's your money. Uh, yeah, he paid the kid a five or a car to come into the car park and let our tyres down. Not the tyres on one car, or even a couple, but every single tyre on every single car <laughs> in the car park. So we did our training, finished up, and Sam came in to see us and said how happy he was to meet us. I don't understand. I don't understand this prank. Yeah, I it's just bizarre. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, d- I don't know. We we had a few words, all shook hands, and then we got ready to head off. I can't remember who got to his car first, but he was really cheesed off because all his tires were flat. There was no puncture, just four flat tires. <laughs> and then. And then the next guy got to his car, took a look at the state of the tyres and realised the same had happened to him. I got to my car and sure enough, four flats. It was well crazy. Where's (laughs) Sam in this situation? This is what I want to know. I like to think he's sort of up in an ivory tower watching them. Yeah, but that is a te- that is a terrible prank as a result because you need the you need the ha ha I've taken down your tires because otherwise they're just like what the f- what has happened here? <laughs> well, you would probably just think some local you would come in and like slash yeah. them all, wouldn't you? A- and it's true, some local you <laughs> have come in, but at the behest of a mad owner. <laughs> so weird. Yes, I agree. And and leading on from that, these pranks because it's. <laughs> It's pissed me off. And, um, I'm sick of hearing about rubbish football pranks. And uh, I need to get it off my chest. I, wow. I, all right. Well, can, can, you, can, you, can you wait till after the break? Oh, what are you going to do in the break? Shave a bit of my hair off. <laughs> Put my shin pads in a blender. Whatever. This, God, the the, the you, structure of the episode is falling it, down. It is. I'm, I'm losing control. I'm losing control. But don't worry. There'll be more Ernie after the break, including a football book club first and an angry James Belgian, I guess. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, we're Football Book Club Podcast, and we need your support. Now, let's, let's drop the appeal music. Hi, everyone. James here, and I just want to tell you about the brand new Football Book Club Club, which you can join to receive bonus weekly episodes, access to exclusive member events, and your very own Football Book Club book book bookmark, all for the same price as a used copy of Darren Huckabee's 2007 book, Hux. So if you enjoy the podcast and need to hear more afterwards, head to patreon.com forward slash football book club. Enjoy the episode. Welcome back to Football Book Club, where we are reading Robert Earnshaw's Ernie. Right, do you want to go then, James? Do you want to, <laughs> to get off the chest? Yeah. He has been, we, by the way, we did the five minutes break. We just sort of sat here and James was stewing. We sat yeah. here in silence, pacing back and forth. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe just it. Just me down believe- and it worked, but now I'm I'm thinking about it again and I just need to talk about this. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of these pranks. Honestly, I'm so sick of them. They're not funny. They're just mean. <laughs> Why are you cutting laces and putting ketchup in boots? That's going to take time and effort and money to sort out. And, and the championship is a hard league to win anyway. You need to be focused on getting the results, winning your games, getting into the Premier League. I wouldn't actually mind the pranks if they were original and funny, like that one Matilda did where she put uh, super glue on Daddy DeVito's hat and it got stuck <laughs> to his head. That's funny. That's a funny prank. Or the one I used to do with my brother where I'd put loads of pens in his bed so when he got into bed to go to sleep he was like, oh, what's this? Loads of pens in my bed. That's funny. It's both funny and it wouldn't de-roll a promotion challenge. Yeah. Like cutting laces and, and ruining football boots and being horrible to someone just because he's got small calves isn't funny. It's just Oh my God, wait. Bullying. You can't insult the calves. Yeah. The calves prank is brilliant. You've got to give, oh, some, con- hor- got to give some context on this. So it's James, bullying. What, what is it? Because obviously Tash's was about a chairman. Getting involved in this. This is just player pranks, pranks in this the dressing room, which we've heard time and time again, which players think they're hilarious. Ruining football <laughs> boots. It just annoys me. It and really annoys it, me. And does Robbie or Robert or Rob, whatever we're he calling him. He doesn't participate. He's, he's straight laced, Robbie. Does he, he mention says, this in his book we rarely, as well? We he does. rarely hear from yeah. 
the people who do the pranks, do we? He's no, no, we don't. No, we don't. It's always all. Oh, they from- were such a joker. They were such a big yeah. character, and then the the pranks are terrible. Yeah. Uh, he, but yeah, he says that. I think it's uh, is it Graham Kavanagh who who tells him early on in his career, don't mess about. Is that yes? Is that right? It is Graham Kavanagh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, he I like so that. he never participates in any of it. That's I like true. that because because he said something. He said like, just think, you're people are looking up to you, and Robert's like. I've never thought of that. People look up to me. <laughs> oh. what? And then immediately after, they make fun of him for having grey hair. <laughs> so like, in return yeah. for this sage like, advice, even grandpa. <laughs> yeah. So this is um this is the game for a laugh chapter. I'm guessing you're upset. Yeah, James, is, yeah. Another terrible which is title. Where now. he talks, which is Another my favourite kind of my favourite kind of chapter in a book, where it's just. Yeah. <laughs> James, right? Uh, where it's just, so I, 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 it's like when we did the feature before, and they don't make him like that anymore. Uh, but it is like it's a whole chapter of just like this guy was the king of the banter, all those kind of things, and it, yeah, they are always so naff. They are, they are naff. I agree. Anything stick out in particular? What was the calves thing? Um, I can't remember the name of the player. Can you? It was um, Leo Fortune. Leo West. Fortune West. Right. Yeah. So he was like super tall, like six foot five, but he had tiny calves and a really <laughs> high pitched voice. No, like it's not, you know, it's for, I can laugh at it, but I'm not going <laughs> to say it to his face. I'm not going to be like, oh, where are your calves gone? You tall prick. You got no, no, calves. no. The, the exact line is who's nicked your calves, Leo, <laughs> which is quite funny. which makes no sense. <laughs> I feel like in this day and age, you could probably get like calf implants. No, yeah, probably. Probably what? like that is not where I expected that sentence <laughs> to go. <laughs> I thought you were say in this day and age, you know, people would be so they'd be more sensitive. No carbon <laughs> plants apparently. <laughs> My favourite bit about Leo Fortune West is his description of him, which was, he was a massive guy, but his voice sounded like that of a funny little boy. <laughs> Not a regular little boy. A funny, <laughs> a funny little, little boy. boy. What a funny little boy. Yeah, that feels I like something like, which... It's just that footballers have no originality. And I think, as we've established with other books, uh, their sort of fancy dress costume efforts are really basic and they come up with the worst pranks. And like mm. they've got so much time to come up and plan with the, these things as well. Like the, There's no excuse for rubbish ideas. It's true. At, at least, like players like Balotelli setting fireworks off inside a house was was original and probably quite funny. But <clears> I don't know. <laughs> I like when Gaz got an ostrich out. That was quite funny. <laughs> he left. He took an ostrich Spurs training. That's kind of fun. You're right, though. Like time plus money should equal good pranks. good pranks. That's good banter. It'll be fine if they weren't sort of talking about us. I'm going. Oh my god, he was king of the banter, and then it's just the worst <laughs> shit you've ever heard. Yeah. In your life. It, it is. Me. It is like um, Joe Jordan's son. They cut his um, they cut his uh, shoelaces up. That's it, basically. And put right? some Rubbish. ketchup in his boots. Yeah. Okay. I, I think ketchup in his boots is funny, personally. I think that is good. I'm with you on he, that. Because Perry Grimes would agree to, as well. In I order think, to yeah. for it to be, a lot, I'm, I, a lot, I agree the pranks are terrible. I just would like to say right now that I think a well-executed ketchup in the boots where there has to be just the right amount of ketchup so that no one notices before the foot goes in, but enough that it squirts out, that is a good prank. That is, if that well is executed. That is but cutting, cutting laces is just... Cutting laces is bullshit. It's terrible. It's, no, yeah. Nothing funny there. And also, because there's a long time spent... Nobody speed. ever talks about the kit man in all of this. He's like, exactly. <laughs> Sitting there with a, with a tear rolling down his eye. <laughs> and he's getting the flack for it. He's going to say, I need, I need to order some more shoelaces. Like, why? It's so many. It's, like, it's not mm. being they're cutting them. Well, the book rests with you, mate. We need more boots and we need more ketchup. I don't want to explain why. Um, I think we should work out. We should do like a spreadsheet to work out um, how many pranks. Like, if if the more pranks you do, do you get more points in the championship? 
Okay, that's interesting. Mm. So, so the, whoever the biggest pranksters are will record how many pranks they're doing in this. Yeah, and does it does it actually help them or hinder them? Because I think there's an argument to be said that it could help them. I would say Perry Grozy pretty high up in that. He did that's a lot true. of pranks, and he won the he won the Premier not Premier League. He won the first division. So it's true. And Anders Limper. Did he yeah. put, did Anders Limba put things in someone's foreskin or did he have them put in his foreskin? I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, no, he put them in his Now that was a good prank. That's a good prank. Now, that's and a good also, prank. much like the ketchup in the um in the boot, you have to work out exactly how many stones <laughs> to go in the foreskin is that, funny. That's not a prank, that is assault. <laughs> that, is, that is assault. <laughs> anyway, that is a tough board. Like I said, last word. Oh, Jermaine, Jermaine Pennant came up with a really good prank actually. And I am not a big fan of the guy, but he came up with a brilliant prank, didn't he? What was that? Leaving his car running for two weeks. That's very funny. <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> Forgetting you had uh, a car in Zaragoza. Yeah, that is a good that is a, that is a good one. Is that like a prank on David Attenborough or what? Like, yeah, prank, that a prank on all of us. That's a prank on future generations, <laughs> yeah. really. The, the prank was that we, we read his book. And that was the, uh, <laughs> that was the sad thing. But final word on uh, footballers' pranks, James? Just bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. Anyone uh, have an out of context, Robert Earnshaw? I had one, and it was about ketchup in a shoe. So. Uh, <laughs> don't start with that. <laughs> I've got one, um, but I almost have to explain it after I've said it. Mm, okay, okay. Just not, it's okay. against the rules, but as long as you know that. Well, I don't add context. I add a reason why I find it funny. Okay. We went about seven or or so games into the season like this, with me thinking I should be playing, and my family, friends, and anyone biased on my favour thinking, why is Ernie not playing? Uh, I like this because it's I know the... why. I know there why you think of this. Because it's, um, why? Where's Poochie? Is that what you're there thinking? There we go, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I knew it would be a Simpsons reference. And when Poochie isn't on screen, people should be asking, where's Poochie? <laughs> If Robert Earnshaw isn't, the, isn't on the pitch, all the other Cardiff players should be saying, where's Robbie? <laughs> That's so funny. Yes, yes. That is exactly the kind of out of context I've got here for. Um, I've got one. Uh, uh, I thank the Lord he never asked me to eat shapes dangly bits. There we That's go. my one there I've go. got there. That's I've got, got one. There. Everything that happened to me started to make much more sense after I swapped shirts with Steven Gerrard. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> actually interesting my other one was going to be one thing I've always tried to do if this doesn't sound too cosmic is to predict the future yes. so yeah I, I I'm obsessed you. with I'm, can I, very, I know we're out of context but I'm obsessed with this bit of the book where he talks about the idea of thinking ahead as if it's revolutionary <laughs> yeah yeah. Now, I, I texted you one of these lines where he said um, he's talking about how he scores on instinct but however I do try to pre-plan the odd goal yes what do you yep. that's <laughs> just I training you, you, I reckon <laughs> my guy is into astrology and i've got i reckon that if i add do you guys know what co-star is you're not i don't, want, I, 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 I don't not. want to co-star is like an astrology app and you can put in people's details and it tells you how compatible they are i reckon me and him very compatible interesting i might there put his go. details in and see if we <laughs> Well, let's know how you get on with that. Uh, In the much the same way James uh, hates football pranks, I hate astrology. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck stars. Uh, And James, uh, out of context? Yeah, I got one. Um, Being shut in with the school's pet, a crocodile. I forgot about that. That is also good. That is a good one. We barely talked about Zambia. It's out of context, but um, I think that's a great incentive to... (laughs) get your work done and I think they should that's use true. it over here that, that so. again very that's a good prank. 
Yeah, that very is, Miss Trunchbull. That, that is very that Matilda. Is yeah. Very Matilda. Oh, and is Matilda on in the background at the moment? Are we just... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that Zambia stuff is interesting. For the two pages, and then it's straight yeah. on to when he's 32. Anyway, I want to flow into our final topic of this, um, just because it's um, something which... Uh, yeah, I, I think this book is fine. I think it's fine. I, don't, I, I think it's it, it, it had it, it's so short. It had basically no impact on me whatsoever, apart from some of the stories about crocodiles and things. I like them. <laughs> However, one thing I will give credit to Robert Earnshaw uh, is that he is an innovator. And look, we've done this podcast for a while. We've read a lot of books. All of us. We're all quite long in the tooth. We feel like we've seen everything probably to come. But there's still tricks up their sleeves. These footballers, because he's done something that I don't think we've ever seen before. Earnshaw is the first person in the book to go into the art of celebrating which is something which no one has ever done. And for the, for the very few pages in this book, he saves a lot of this book to talk about um, celebrating and somersaults and his favourite somersaults and why he started to somersault. And I, it's, it, it's, it's a new thing. Do we think... Do, do, do we enjoy, it's quite interesting. Do we enjoy that? Yeah. yeah, because I think it's also... The way he talks about it, it's like an insight into culturally how football was celebrated when he grew up. And then he sort of brought that with him to Cardiff. Yeah. And I thought that was quite interesting. Uh, uh, he's very... I liked it. Yeah, he's very... Because um, I don't... I, I vaguely remember the celebration. He, he was like a... It's a, a forward flip, basically. Yeah, and yeah he used it's to, like a Yang. He also did that weird one when he used to go to the crowd and like maybe do like a fake like gunning thing or something like that. Or like a bowing Oof. thing after he did that. He doesn't oh, mention that celebration. I forgot about that. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Do, I think that was a thing, wasn't it? Was that unsure? I think that was yeah. unsure. Was that Robbie Keane? No, Robbie Keane did the, the, um, the flip, yeah. the, the somersault, and then the ba-boom. Robbie Williams, I get all yeah. the Robbies confused. Yeah, Robbie Williams. Robbie Savage. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Robbie off Robbie Arsenal first. TV. <laughs> 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 but, um, yeah, it's a, we, we, we basically get four pages on that, which is basically mm. a chapter. Well, he talks about his favourite celebrators. <laughs> but yeah. I, I yes, mentioned he's a connoisseur. He, he he's a connoisseur checks, of celebrating. Um, he name-checks Ryan Giggs in that. And I, I was thinking, Ryan Giggs doesn't really have that much of a notable celebration, well, did he? He, he runs around with his, yeah. with his shirt off. That's, that's, that's one goal. Yeah, right. that's true. That's one. That's true. And I, I can see that you're going to get angry about that because it was against Arsenal, Jack. So yeah. I'll move on from that. But you know, he is. He's a, he's a connoisseur. He talks about how his... Um, he recalls when he was a kid... Uh, some kids said to him, whoa, you really know how to score goals, <laughs> which is a really great line in there anyway. And uh, then he starts thinking about, oh, maybe I should do some celebrations. So he does the somersault and he goes into loads of depth on it, um, how it basically helped him get noticed as a kid, when it, which was really interesting. He thought maybe that made me help me stand out more than some other players doing that. And he talks about like um, how, oh, yeah, my celebration is unique and I don't think anyone else does it. I mean, I do think he overexits it a bit because it is just literally a forward flip. What he does, yeah, just I, I, I can't. I, I, I do can't that do after it. each topic hey, here. I can't do it either, but it's, it's true. You do, but it's not like uh, Luar Luar. He used to do big ones, didn't he, and stuff. Like yeah. that. I think he does. He does go a no, bit. He's over more the top like of, one of those toy dogs that you sort of find yes, and hit the is wall, it. isn't he? He is. He is a bit like the, a little toy. The dog. one thing I will say about his celebration is the way he describes it is a very like Earnshaw, but also really scares me where he's like, uh, I saw a Norwegian player do a flip, so I thought I'd do a flip. So one day <laughs> I did a flip, and you're like, what? You can't just do a flip <laughs> you could break your neck he's like no i did a flip it was great moving on i saw that guy go to space on tv so i went to space next day made a ship flew off to space yeah he made to my favorite celebrations lee sharpie likes all those things and then he goes um 
But he, like you say, Jack, touching on something you said earlier about the pre-planning goals, in much the same way he plans his celebrations, he plans the types of goals he scores. Like, at one point he says, before a game, uh, I fancied scoring a goal that was from long range and from a tight angle. And then he basically goes, so I did. So it is. That's what it's he does. Nice. I'm telling you, if this is Destiny's Child Survivor. That is what this book is. Yeah. You could be right. You could be on So funny. Because I think, I think, uh, Robert really ideally I think I genuinely think he maybe only got into football just for the forward flips I do yeah, think that yeah, yeah. that might be the only, I really I think, wanted to stand on a football pitch and do a flip so I did it that's yeah. the yeah, whole so I did. <laughs> that, that is exactly it I, you want to be a gymnast Robert or yeah. he likes precision a city platter maybe that's you can't do that gymnastics that. outdoors so I thought Leslie, I have to become no. a football player <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> enough for your Leslie Nope no more Leslie Nope and then we get to the end of the book it basically he goes back to Cardiff he says it's probably going to be good as we all know in real life it wasn't he stayed there for a year uh, then went off to Canada I think or he might have gone to Maccabi Tel Aviv after that he I went to Maccabi Tel Aviv then he went to Canada sure there we go uh, not good for Robbie Robert Rob the Robster but did this Ernie book Hemingway. change you Ernie Hemingway did Ernie Hemingway's novella change you uh, Jack I actually think it did. It changed how I... I think I'll read another football's autobiography and I'll keep thinking, like, this could, A, be shorter. And you, could, you it's just so concise and so, like, to the point mm. that I think it it makes me more... I feel like I'm going to be more assertive now. Mm. I'm just going to... If I want things, I'll just I'll just have them. Because you we know? order them into your life. Like yeah, does. I'll just go, you know what? I want a sitcom. I'll have a sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> Mumbo jumbo. Anyway, uh, not that you get a sitcom. That's possible. More the more the uh, more wow. the other stuff. Yeah, sorry, Jack. Prepare to have many shoes filled with ketchup. I'm going to cosmic uh, order James to what can we what can we prank him with? Uh, be my guest. Be my guest. All shoelaces. Be my guest. All your tires will be down. Yeah, well, and I, I like to see may, you try. may every bit of plant in your mouth and turn to sheep's May testicles. your mercury go into retrograde, James. Oh, oh that's a horrible how dare, one. How dare you say that to me? Oh, it means okay. It's a pot party song, right? Um, it means bad news, baby. James Belgian, how about you? What do you think? Yeah, I. Uh, it did change me. I um, learnt about the life of Robert Earnshaw in less than an hour and his whole career, and I learnt a bit about crocodiles in Zambia. So yeah. Um, <laughs> well, you didn't learn much it. about crocodiles in Zambia. You no. learned about one crocodile in a school in Zambia. The but- use of crocodiles in one school <laughs> in Zambia. Yes, <laughs> as a pet. <laughs> As a school pet. 40 we years had, ago. We had stick insects <laughs> yep. in Stoke. Yeah, yeah, that's not bad. We had alligators. Not bad. Yeah. yeah. You that's better nice. do your homework, otherwise you'll just have to spend time with the stick insects. <laughs> it doesn't really work. <laughs> um, and Tash, you enjoy the book, Change You? Yeah, I really liked it. I thought he was good fun. I would definitely go and get a pint with him. There we go. Score out of 10? Ooh, eight. Bloody hell. Bloody hell! I mean, there's not, I didn't. I didn't. No, love no, no. It. You said it. Are you saying that's an uh, uh, underscore? Or no, I'm not saying it's underscore. No, I wasn't generally angry at Tash. I was just saying I was, it was for comedic effect. Is this going to be another Michael Owen, and you're, you're going to give him a two? Yeah. <laughs> I, let's I let's do your score now, since we've changed the whole <laughs> dynamic of the podcast me. today. I, 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 my score. Oh god, everyone's taking over me now. I would say four. It was a four. It was what? fine. That's not ludicrous. Book. It's not a book. I learn about as much as I do from like a takeaway menu that comes to the post. Ludicrous. It's so tiny. How dare James, you? James, that is incorrect. Takeaway menus do not have sheep's testicles on them. Unless <laughs> you're going to the wrong takeaways, my friend. One place in Cardiff. Uh, James Belgian, what are you giving it? 
Eight. What? Uh, Jack? <laughs> I was, I'm so tempted to say nine, but uh, <laughs> just to annoy you, uh, I got, I've actually got to give it a six. I think, uh, yeah, I'll split the difference. But I think it was good. I thought it was very good. Okay, okay. So that gives it a... I definitely brought it down. Apologies, but that got 26 divided by 4, 6.5, which puts it uh, second place in our leaderboard. So finally someone's overtaken Andy Gray. So that's good. <laughs> that's the third, That was the second best book we read this series. Oh, also... Damning Talk- indictment of your, of your book selections. <laughs> yeah, def- definitely. <laughs> but talking about that, um, we've read a lot of uh, strikers this series as well, I was thinking. Vardy, Andy Gray, Earnshaw, Rooney, Owen Hasselbeck. Exclusively strikers mm-hmm. we've read. Weird. Mad. And I've just I read... Was, um, I was I- thinking about Vardy at the start of this book, actually. Because um, the move Robert up the Robert Earnshaw said he... Um, where is it? He said that he grew up grew up surrounded by ducks, chickens, and rabbits. And I was like, Jamie Vardy would have hated that village. <laughs> There'd be none of them left. He'd have killed them all. But Get yeah. away from my pregnant wife! <laughs> but, <laughs> talking, I'm talking to Strikers. I've just finished reading uh, the book that we're building up towards this series. If, in case you forgot, Darius Vassell's Road to Persia. I've read it. Yep. And you'll find Ooh. out what I think soon. I've given it to Jack. Jack's yep. got it now because we know there's one copy in the world of Darius <laughs> Vassell's The Road to Persia. So don't lose it, Jack. And then Jack, have you started reading it? about that. Uh, I have not yet, and I'm panicked about it now. Okay. okay oh then, God, I'll I'll get on it. Hey, this is <sighs> this is my way. I've of... got a baby. Yeah. Oh, right. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So does Vassell. That's it. Uh, okay. That's, that's a, and, a he, and he wrote spoiler. a book, so yeah. He wrote. He wrote exactly. Right. Time for the quiz. This week, you're all named after people who helped shape Ernie's career. Tash. You're Robert's strike partner. Robert? I keep saying Robert like that. Yeah, it's, it's technically what he's called. Robert? Robert? You're, Ro- Robert? You're Robert's strike partner, Peter Thorne, or Thorny, as he's also referred to as. Uh, Jack, you're Bobby the Tickler Gould. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and James, that's got, got an eerily like, quiet response. And uh, yeah. James, you're Oprah Winfrey. So, uh, <laughs> question number one. Shout out your name when you know the answer, as always. What two types of fruit trees did Robert have in his garden in Zambia growing up? Bobby oh, the Tickler uh, Gould. You got it out, yep. Was it banana? Banana is one. 1. Yeah, 1.2. that's the one I knew. I'm going to guess mango. Mm, you're going to guess incorrectly. You're frozen Thorny out. Thorny pineapple. Thorny is correct. Pineapple is correct. Sorry, Thorny. You're correct. <laughs> you're right, Pineapples basically. are yeah. thorny, though, so yeah. That's true. That's true. That is a good or point. Or a prickly pear. That is a good yeah. point. That is a good or point. Or a pawpaw. Number two. What kind of factory did Earnshaw's youth team, GE Wales, play alongside? Oh, um, uh, the the tickler, oh. Bobby Gould. Bobby Gould, the tickler. Sounds like a Batman um, villain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen here. I'll tickle you all the way down, boy. <laughs> um, that famous bit in uh, in Batman. Yeah. The uh, is it was general. Isn't it sort of Boeing? Stop, it's, stalling, a, it's a plane. Stop, yeah, it's a plane. It is, it planes is, it is, it and is, stuff. Yeah. It is aircraft. It's a bird. It's a bird. Oh, it's that evil Superman, my villain, <laughs> Bobby the Tickler Gould. Doesn't like that. <laughs> um, okay, question number three. What Scottish club did Robert get loaned to in two thousand? Uh, oh, Oprah Oprah Bobby the Tickler Gould. I think I heard Oprah Winfrey first. You did hear right. that. Um, now I've forgotten. Greenlock. Greenock, Greenock. Gre- yeah, Greenock yeah. Morton. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you Greenock. that. I'll give you that. I think oh, was it, it? Is it Greenock? I really wonder if it was pronounced I that. Uh, I think it's Greenock. Okay. Is it? What is it spelled? Greenock? Sorry, Scottish listeners. Apologies. Gre- yeah. Oh, Greenock God, we're in trouble with them already. <laughs> yes. uh, question number four. What was unusual about Cardiff City's match against Tranmere Rovers at the end of the 2002-2003 season? This is interesting. Oh, it is interesting. Is it? <laughs> it's not interesting enough that you guys notice it. Uh... 
old old Billy, old me, Goldie, Goldie the tickler. Yep, Goldie the tickler. Did the did the floodlights fail? Not correct. No, that's not interesting enough for us. Everyone's tires were down <laughs> in the car park. Uh, there's no. thorny. Yep. Was there an alligator there? There was an alligator. That was it. <laughs> alligator got loose on the Tramir pitch. No, um, the correct answer was Tramir lined up uh, with Cardiff's current physiotherapist playing in their starting lineup. That's not more that. interesting than the floodlights failing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was allowed. Sean Connolly was his name. That's not. Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Connery. (laughs) Wasn't it just a coincidence? It's not that they were like, hey, we're down a player, can you... No, I know, but it's it's still a pretty weird coincidence for someone on your staff to be playing against you in a league match. Do you know what's a weird coincidence? The light's going out. (laughs) Spooky. (laughs) All right, Tickler. All right, next one. (laughs) Didn't go down well. Um, Let's see how we remember the two pages on his non-Cardiff career. Who was Robert excited to play alongside when he moved to Nottingham Forest? Oh, Oprah Winfrey. Yes. Oh. No, he Andy, wasn't. Andy Cole. <laughs> Andy Cole is correct. And Oprah would be cool. Uh, that, ooh, that puts you on Jack and, well, Oprah and uh, the Tickler are on two points. Uh, <laughs> Oprah and the Tickler is a great, uh, like, film that I'd watch. <laughs> and, uh, like, like Ant-Man and the Wasp, Oprah and the Tickler. <laughs> <laughs> and the final question, all to play by with this one. Who wrote fellow quick read publication, Why Do Golf Balls Have Dimples? Oprah oh. Free. oh, oh. Oh, shit. It was like, is it is it Kathy something? Incorrect. Anyone got a guess? Where 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 where, where, where is this going? Wendy. Yep. Wendy. Wendy Williams. Wendy Williams. Wendy. <laughs> Wendy Sad. Wendy Sad. Sandback. Wendy Sandback. Sadler is correct. Sadler. We'll give oh. it to. We will give it to uh, Sadler's. Uh, he's an interesting oh. fact. More interesting than all of those facts. Sadler is my actual blood name. Is it? Oh yeah. God. But how does one find out our blood name? Let's <laughs> <laughs> put Long your story uh, short. When my granddad died, my dad realised he was adopted, but he didn't know he was adopted. My ooh. granddad was adopted. Sorry. Uh, so wow. then he had a look and found out our actual blood name was Sadler. Wow. Sadler. Uh, yeah. So I kept Belgian. As uh, so that tells you ah, all you need to know. That is the. Uh, that is the. Um, I was like, oh, my dad was like, I found out our real name. I was like, oh yeah, if it's something cool, I'm going to change it because Belgian is a nightmare for every everyone. That everyone gets it wrong. And uh, I was like, what is it? He was like, Sadler. I was like, oh, I'll, just keep <laughs> I'll, keep, I'll keep this that, ridiculous name. Uh, 50, 50 whatever episodes you've had, that is the most you've ever learned about you, James, I think. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks Did for that. Did you know Oprah's real name is Orpah? No. But someone spelt it wrong once on, early on in her career and she kept it. So oh, that you and right. Oprah are the same, James. <laughs> there we go. There we go. You and Oprah she's are... Orpah. Oh, this is Opa. Opa Gangnam Style. Opa. Opa. <laughs> As a reward for drawing, you all got two points each, guys. You did very well. You get a moment in time. Yeah! Oh, I'm so excited I, t- for this. I told you about this earlier, the little moment in time. We're bringing it back. We haven't had one of these in a while. This is the segment where our listeners get in touch to tell us about a chance encounter that changed their life. And here's what happened when I spoke to our listener, Liam Francis, about his. Liam, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Very, very excited. Thank you, James, for having me on. Oh, not at all. Where are you calling us from today? So it's actually quarter to 11 at night in Melbourne, Victoria, Australia. Oh, my word. Uh, We've we've broken Australia. Big time. People talking about Andy Crabb on the street all the time and stuff like that. Yeah, mate. Oh, everyone's walking sideways, bro. Like, it's Andy (laughs) Crabb all over the shop. That's great to hear. That's great to hear. So, um, Liam, I gather you've got a um, life-changing story for us today. I do indeed, yeah. Well, we're more than ready. Let me cue in the stirring music. And Liam, when you're ready, tell us your moment in time. 
So my name is Liam Francis and I served Billy Sharp at H&M in Medical Sheffield. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Tell us more, Liam. Tell us more. So it was the day after Sheffield United had a parade around the city of Sheffield for getting promoted from League One to the Championship. Uh-huh. And two gentlemen came to the till to buy, I remember very specifically, plain white shirts with a v-neck and some trainer socks. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. So I was like, what are you buying these for? You go on a holiday? I was like, yeah, we're going to Vegas. The holiday clothes were just white v-necks. I mean, I think I think you bought a multi-coloured pack of V-Tex. It was like, it wasn't David Beckham in 2005. Sure. So I mean, it was like very basic stuff. And I asked, they go to Vegas. Oh, cool. Uh, is it a stag do or what? It was like, no, nah, we're celebrating. Celebrating what? I've got no idea who these are at the time. So like, <laughs> it goes, promotion. And the taller bloke goes, I'm Simon Moore. I played in golf, Sheffield United this season. I'm, who are you, sir? And he goes, my name's Billy. And I look at him like, you're not very sharp. But yeah. <laughs> But at least you called him sir. I'm, I'm impressed by the respect. What happened? Was Billy Sharp upset? Um, not at all. Uh, just so happened that a friend of mine called Sid, who was born and bred in India, and this is genuinely true, moved to Sheffield because he fell in love with English football and Billy Sharp was his idol. And I, I, I printed off a bit of receipt and I got uh, the goalkeeper and Billy Sharp to sign for my friend Siddharth. Happy birthday from Billy and from Simon. Nice. Oh, what a lovely yeah. present. Oh, you must have However, been. Oh. just so happened those two days at HM, the escalators had broke. So four or five, like, old Sheffield ladies come up to me, like, um, are these escalators safe skills? You know, when they aren't moving. And as one of the old ladies who asked me this question was trying to go down the stairs, she was like, taking close precaution, hold on to the side rail just in case they move. We were seeing Billy shut up behind her in a hurry to get back to the sesh because, like, <laughs> they just got promoted going, you get a move on that's like that was my last time seeing Billy Sharp was getting angry at some random old lady from Sheffield because she's walking down some broken escalators too slowly wow <laughs> but if it hadn't happened you never would have met him and I, mean, I guess it changed your life thereafter right is this what did Absolutely. this somehow lead for you to going on your own travelling you were like if Billy's travelling I want to see the well, world too if, if Billy Sharp can go to Las Vegas I can go to Melbourne <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what I was thinking at the time did he ever come back to H&M Sheffield. They got a bit big time after that, do you know what I mean? Like, I never saw him again, but they got championship followed by the Premiership. I heard he went to uh, White Rose Centre in Leeds. That's when he hit uh, a big time. Right. And uh, ha- I haven't seen Sid in a few years, but pr- that's the last photo we had. It, back in India is now, he had that, that bit of H&M receipt on the wall, Billy Sharp's autograph on it. So hopefully it made an impact on not just my life, but people around the world. That's generally quite, that's quite moving. That's quite a nice, that's quite, usually, <laughs> usually it's just someone saw Martin Keown yell at his kid in a, in a, in a train station or whatever. But Liam, thank you so much for sharing your moment in time. It was, it was, it was amazing. And I'm glad that a chance encounter with Billy Sharp has had such a lasting impression on you, on Sid and on Billy. <laughs> Yes. Thank you very much for me on. Not at all. Uh, is there anything you want to say to the other guys? Um, yeah, other James, stop being so miserable for once. <laughs> Jack and Tash, keep it up. You guys are great. <laughs> oh my god! What a what a he's, zinger right at the end. He's not going to be happy when he's this uh, current episode. <laughs> Not at all, baby. <laughs> there are two things I love. Billy Sharp's autograph and pranks by footballers. <laughs> now to listen to tonight's episode of the Football Book Club. He, um, uh, I can see you're all quite moved by that. I thought it was the sixth yeah, stuff. Right. Yeah. 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 What oh, year yeah. did that happen? Uh, 2017, I think you said. 
Oh. Yeah, 2017. Wow. It was, yeah, I spoke to him. He was in a hostel in Australia while I was chatting to me. It was great. We love your time chatting. Um, and if you've got a moment in time, if, a fo- if you met a footballer and it shaped your life and took it off in all kinds of crazy directions, get in touch with us. And um, It has to be as good as that. It has moment. to be as good as that. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. that we're we're not going down after that. We're not that going was, down after that. That was, that was high level. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you've got one, though, get in touch with us on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. We're at Football Book Club on Instagram. We're at Footy Book Club on Twitter. Send us your thoughts, your author footballer puns, your chant ideas. If you can't wait two weeks for an episode as well, make sure you join the Football Book Club club where you receive 20 minutes more Football Book Club every Monday plus a Football Book Club book, book, bookmark. We've got a great episode lined up for you next week. And we're meeting someone who in the Football Book Club world is 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 like us meeting Gandhi or something. It's, it's, it's someone, uh, they mean a lot. It's big. It's big. It is big. We were meeting this week, so get excited for that. Head to patreon.com forward slash football book club to sign up. Actually, it might not be, we might build it up too much for that, but it is. Join the club. You're going to meet Gandhi. We're That's gonna what you're going to hear Gandhi on this podcast. Gandhi back. Um, yeah. That's how I made that sound like sexy back. But just, I'm so delirious. I've been recording for too long. That's all for this week's book. But in a fortnight, we'll be with Carl Anker. We're going to chat to him about his Ooh. book. You are a champion. Um, thank you. And thank you. Well, thank you for organising it. Or <laughs> no, thank you for calling you a champion. champion. Yeah, okay, that's all right. No worries. But that's it for today. That's it for Ernie. That's it for our little novella. Any last words? Yeah. If you've got any, if anyone's got any more feedback for me, it's not welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it to yourself. <laughs> and just after he bared his heart to you about where he came from, then you call yeah. him miserable. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> Opened his heart. Oh well. Bye everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to Football Book Club. It featured James Bug, Jack Bernhardt, Natasha Frisco, and James Balgen. It was produced and created by James Bug. Thanks to Robert for writing the book, but where are they all now? Well, Robert Earnshaw went on to play in Israel, Canada, and Blackpool before retiring in 2015. We're all looking forward to the three pages of book he's written about that. Sam Hammam sold Cardiff City in 2006 in a multi-million pound deal that probably required Peter Risdell to eat a sheep's testicle. James Collins is still in Asda saying, what have you done? Spencer Pryor will now no longer sign a contract without his lawyer present. And Ernest Hemingway wrote some of the greatest books of our time, including A Farewell to Arms and Loud, Proud and Positive, The Gary Monk Story. The music hills behind the work of Simon partner and is using the Creative Commons 4.0 license. We'll be back in a fortnight. Until then, bye-bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 